Shabbat Shalom. Hallelujah. Praise the Most High for His Sabbath He set aside for us. We're going to go forth. We're going to have a song of worship. And we are coming back with Torah, with scripture and teaching. Hallelujah.
Take us deeper. Stir us. Increase our faith. Father, for we are yours. And Father, you are mine. You are ours. We are your precious possession. Oh, great King, as your word come forth today, let it fall on the good ground of our heart. Let our mind be sponges. Let us grasp. Let us eat. Let us cogitate. Get understanding, correction, wisdom, and truth. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Praise Yah. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. For his mercy and his compassion. Hallelujah. We feel a great time of praise and worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praising our, our Father, Yah. Praising our Father. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer. This is part five of Zerah'at, spiritual discipline. Hallelujah. Yah, we come before your presence in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach. And we thank you for being our king and our strength. Yah, we know that we cannot stand unless you help us to stand. For when we think that we become strong in ourselves, we wind up like Uzziah. For when he was strong, his heart was lifted up for his destruction. Help us to always walk in humility and to know that you are our guide. Let you lead us. We ask for your forgiveness of all of our sins, Yah. Forgive us for the things we've done against anyone that's uh, uh, intentionally. As we, Father, forgive those who have sinned against us. We continue to pray for your leading and your guidance, your instruction, your direction, your understanding. We pray, Yah, that you will bring deliverance. Give us wisdom. Help us to increase our trust. Show us how to walk in obedience. Pray that you guide us. Touch our brothers and sisters throughout the world, Yah. Strengthen them and wake them up. And cause them to turn back to you in repentance. So that you can begin to circumcise our heart as you said. Yah, we thank you and we just praise you. In Yahushua Hamashiach's name. Hallelujah. So we come, this is part um part five. Of Zerah'at, Zerah'at, spiritual discipline. Um, we're going to get, again, we're going to try to go a little deeper today or, or a little further. Let, let me say it like that. But I pray that you all are blessed um, so we can understand what, what, um, what Zerah'at is and what, what happens and tie it in with Yahushua, Yahshua, who's the Messiah. Uh, so we're going to start off reading today from Matthew uh, 8 and 1. Um, and then we're going to begin to just explain some things. But we're going to start off with Matthew 8 and 1. We're going to try to come back to this. It says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Adonai, if you will, you can make me clean. And Yahushua went, put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his, lepros, his leprosy was clean, or Zerah was clean. And Yahushua said unto him, See that you tell no man, but go your way and show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moshe commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Yahushua, that's good, 
Hallelujah. Praise Yah. So, we're going to deal with uh, the sacrifices today and see and see how Yah uh, uh, deals with us. And how Yah sees us as we are, uh, if, if we have zero item and what's going on. So, so, um, so, so Yah sees those people who are outside the camp. He sees, he sees unclean people, those who are outside of the camp as spiritually dead. So the individual that has leprosy or zero eye is put outside the camp, they are spiritually dead. So we see that uh, the incident when it comes to Gehazi, his children, who were, who, were, who were all born unclean, they were all born spiritually dead. Or even when Miriam was put outside of the camp, for, uh, for 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 her her her, 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 her gossip or so or so on discord, she was seen from from Yah's perspective as spiritually dead. Uh, we see uh, Uzziah, who who had his kingdom taken from him, he was never ever restored to his position as king. His son took over, so he was so he was an individual. There was spiritual dead. So these these men, this man right here, um, in Matthew eight and even in Luke seventeen, um, are people who no longer want to be spiritually dead, who no longer want to be in the position of outside of the camp or outside of the presence of Yah, or outside of His protection. So now, the Metzora, we understand that the Metzora is from last week. It's the individual who has Zerahat. They are known as the Metzora, and so when so when they when they when they were were, were cleansed of the leprosy. Naaman, and you can see that, and I'm going to give that, that good example, uh, uh, let's go to um, 2 Kings 5, 2 Kings 5, 2 Kings 5, Naaman, yes. so we see Naaman, let me show you something, the, the, the Metzora, had life returned to him, it is it, it, it is uh, actually a resurrection. Or when they hit, or when they was cleansed, they were born again through the sacrifice. They were born again. So born again is not uh, uh, just an, a, 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 a so-called New Testament thing that Yahushua had made up. But it's a it's a Torah or or Tanakh or, or, or as you all would say, an Old Testament concept. So, so let me, let me, let's read this. It says Naaman. We're going to uh, start off with um, verse 8. 2 Kings 5 and 8 says, And it was so, for Elisha, the man of Elohim, had heard that the king of Yasharal had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore have you rent your clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Yasharal. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Yasharal. So he came in the spirit of pride. He was already a man that was unclean. He was already a man that was spiritually dead. He was already a man that was shunned by Yah. But he came to Yah in his condition. Ever heard of the term, come as you are? He went as he was. So he went in the spirit of pride with, 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 a, with great, you know, uh, uh, army. He, he, he went he went with his chariot, stood at the door of Elijah, and Elisha sent a messenger unto him. He didn't even go out and talk to him. Because, because from, the, from, the, from, the, from the from the from the from the beginning, he understood how he was coming. Because the most high had probably already spoken to him. 
And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come again to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he was sure to come out to me, and stand, and call on the name of Yahuwah Elohehu, and strike his hand over the place, and, and, and recover the leper. <coughs> so he thought, so, so Naaman got offended. Said he thought the Elisha was going to come out and call upon the name of Yahuwah, his Elohim. He's, he called him Yahuwah, Yahuwah Eloheyu, which was referring to Yahuwah as Elisha's Elohim. So Yahuwah was not at this moment name is Elohim. As a matter of fact, name was a Gentile who came in the spirit of pride, who was unclean and spiritually dead to, El to Elisha. Elisha speaks to him and says, you know what? Send a message to him. Go, just go ahead right there and dip into the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall come again to you and you shall be clean. So Naaman got upset. What did he tell him to do? You know, he's going to come out here, call upon Yahuwah, his Elohim, put his hand, uh, and strike his hand over the place and recover the Zerat. Arna Abana and Papar, rivers in Damascus, better than all the waters of Yasharal, Yasharal. May I not wash in them and, and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. His pride got the best of it. Because he didn't come like he wanted him to come, he, he was going to remain spiritually dead in an unclean state. His pride got the best of him. He was going to stay dead. Now get an understanding of this now. To be spiritually dead and die in a condition of spiritually dead, you die, die. You, you, you die in your sins. You die in an unclean state. You die in a position of a trespasser. And we'll get to that in a second. And the servant came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid you to do some great thing, would you have not done it? Right. How much rather then, when he says to you, wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in the yard, according to the sand of the man of Elohim, and his flesh uh, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean, he was restored. He was born again. He was resurrected. Now I want you all to see this. How we know. Verse 15 says this, And he returned to the man of Elohim, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no Elohim in all the earth but in Yasharal. Now therefore I pray you take a blessing over your servant. And as Yahuwah, uh, and, and, but, but he said, As Yahuwah lives whom, before whom I stand, I receive none, and he, urged him, and he urged him to take it, but he refused. Let me push pause on the Jeroboam message and come to this message. I pray that this verse be a lesson to the so-called men and women of Yah who so caught up on money that you figure you got to charge or someone pays you or give you money for you doing what the Most High called you to do. 
The Most High did not call you to be his employee and you work for him. But he called you also to a life of repentance, a lifestyle of holiness and righteousness to live for him, to deny your own self-interest and to be his servant. He didn't call you to get paid and line your pockets up. He didn't, he didn't call you to be deceiving and to have folks to come put money on a so-called stage and you call an altar and call you blessed. That's wrong. When you do the will of Yah and to teach the word of Yah, it's out of humility and obedience to him. Amen. So I pray that you take this lesson, that this be a lesson and a, of a pattern in the scripture to show you that it's not about you. It's never have been, never will be. So back, back, back to the message. So now, he refused. And Naaman said, Shall there, shall there not then, I pray you, be given to your servant two mules, burning of earth? For your servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto, unto other Elohim, but unto Yahuwah. So Naaman, who came as a spiritually dead individual, has now been resurrected. He's now born again. He is now a servant of the Most High Yah. He now serves Yah. He now recognizes it's only one true Elohim, and that's the Elohim in Yasharal. Amen. That's Israel's Elohim. Oh, that's amazing, huh? So he asked, he asked uh, uh, Elisha, said, you know, can I get two mules uh, uh, full of dirt? You know, wagons full of dirt, of earth, so I can do my sacrifices. Because I'm not going to sacrifice, you know, for any other Elohim except Yah. Uh, verse 18 says this, In this thing, Yahuwah, pardon your servant, that when my master goes into the house of Rimmon, Rimmon, and Rimmon is the name of a, 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 a Aramid deity. It's also a place, uh, uh, it's also a fire place in Yashara, but it's the name of a deity or a false god. The Amram worship, or Amram god. So he, said, he, he, so he says um, that Yahuwah will pardon your servant then when my master goes to the house of Rimmon to worship them. And he leans on my hand and I bow myself in the house of Rimmon. When I bow down myself in the house of Rimmon, Yahuwah pardon your servant in this thing. And he said, go in peace. And he said to him, go in peace. So he departed him a little way. So he, he was born again. Forsook his his God, or the master, his master's God, because he realizes only one Elohim. And it's amazing because he, because see, he was in a place that Zerah is contagious. He was not, he was in a place with a king that he had down and worshiped a false deity. This king was unclean. He was a man full of pride. I guess because of the victories he had won, that has now been humbled and resurrected to life and born again and realized there's only one Elohim, and that's in the, the Elohim of Israel. Right. He was clean of the Zerah'at. He had life that was returned to him. He had a circumcision of the heart. His mindset was different. He was able to teach the super. We're going to go to uh, Deuteronomy 10, uh, verse 16. 
And it says, it says this. It says, three times, three times in a year shall all your males appear before Yahuwah Elohekah in the place which you, he shall choose in the feast. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm tripping. 10.16 Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. I said, ooh, I thought I was reading that. That can't be true. So he says, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. So when, so when Naaman was clean, he was no longer stubborn. He was no, he was no longer a prideful man. He now, he, he's now a man of humility who understands it's only the, the, the most high who can cleanse him. Remember his condition, how he came. He came with his chariots, stood in the door of Elisha and said, look, I didn't even come out. Mm -hmm. Elisha didn't come out. Go dip in the Jordan seven times. He was wroth, was raised, was angry, boastful. Right. He even put down Israel. And, 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 and these other rivers building all the rivers of Israel went away in rage till his servant made, made sense to him. And that's how many of us are. You know, may, may, let, let me explain. Only the, the, the priest could determine if you had Zerah. But many of us got Zerah. Many of us are spiritually dead, spiritually unaware of the things of Yah. And we're walking in an unclean state outside of the camp, shown by Yah, continuously transgressing against his word. And that's not the wise thing to do. It, it, I, I, I pray that you today be able to come to yourself. Amen. Now, when, when, when an individual... Uh, it's, it's, it's to be clean of the Zerah. There are different types of sacrifices that has to be um, given. And one of the sacrifices that's given, the first one is called the Ola. It's a burnt offering. Now, the reason I'm naming these sacrifices is because we're going to know who Yahushua is. To us, he is every sacrifice that we need for the Most High. And he's the individual, the one, he's our redeemer. He's the one that heals the sin sick soul. He's the one that allows Yah to the that Yah uses to get you back to him, to, to forgive you of your trespasses. Amen. As a matter of fact, he taught his Tabardine to pray. We said this morning in our prayer, what we call the message prayer, as he says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, right? Give us this day our daily bread. And do what? Forgive us of our what? Trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And Yah, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom. The power and the glory forever. If we can just get past the elementary phase of that prayer and don't and, and stop reading it, 
from a standpoint of something we just quote to sound good and read it with meaning and understanding and place it on our heart as we read it. Oh, my, 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 how it would change our lives. Yeah. So the Ola offering is the burnt offering that brings shalom between you and Yah. The Mika is a grain offering, it's a tribute or, 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 or a festive offering. After, after you uh, have had the shalom, you will now give thanksgiving. Yeah. You now have shalom with the Father. And after that, you have the Hata'at offering, which is a purification offering. And then you have the Asham reparation offering, which is three lambs and grain mixed with oil, oil log and olive oil. And this is right here, it's the sacrifice they used. The Asham offering first was done, which we call the reparation offering, was done was done in, in, in the Tanufa manner, which means it's a wave offering. It was unusual. It's normally a sacrifice for trespassing against, it's normally a trespass, a sacrifice for trespassing against holy property. And Yahuwah is holy. So Zerah'at is a spiritual disease and the Metzorah means that you have trespassed against Yahuwah, who is holy. So, so, so the reparation offering that was done in the land of a wave offering is for a trespasser offering because those who, who have zero art is trespassing right. against a holy Elohim. And by, and by the trespassing, you sin against Yah. And that's the definition of the Metzola. The individual who has trespassed against Yah. Ask yourself the question, am I a messorah? Am I continuously trespassing against Yah? Let me show you a trespass against Yah. Let's go to Numbers 12. What, 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 one of the trespassers trespasses against Yah is called Lashon Hurrah. Slander. Murder mouth. <laughs> Lips. You see, Miriam was so in discord. Read. Start with verse 1. Miriam and Aharon began criticizing Moshe on account of the Ethiopian woman he had married, for he had in fact married an Ethiopian woman. They said, is it true that Yah has spoken only with Moshe? Hasn't he spoken with us too? Yah heard them. Now this man Moshe was very humble, more so than any, any on earth. Suddenly Yah told Moshe, Aharon and Miriam, come out. Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. The three of them went out. 
Y'all came down in a column of, of a cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent. He summoned Aharon and Miriam, and they both went forward. He said, listen to what I say. When there is a prophet among you, I, Yah, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. But it isn't that way with my servant Moshe. He said, the only one who is faithful in my entire house, with him I speak face to face and clearly, not in riddles. He sees the image of Yah. So why weren't you afraid to criticize my servant Moshe? The anger of Yah flared up against them and he left. But when the cloud was removed from above the tent, Miriam had Zerah as white as snow. So now, the, the Metsora means one who has trespassed against Yahuwah. And one of a, a, a trespass is called a Shon Hurrah. Now, the offering that we just now said, the Asham offering, is done in a wave offering, and it's usually an offering for a sacrifice for trespassing against Yah, right? Or something, a holy property. Well, Moshe was a holy man of Yah, who was considered a servant of Yah. So they trespassed against Moses and Yah. So Yah had to deal with that situation. They spoke against Moshe because of the Cushite woman or the Ethiopian woman. He had married. But now listen. For, for he had married a Cushite woman. But this is what they said. And they said, has Yahuwah indeed spoken only by Moshe? Now, the word says, it said, that, it, it said they were speaking against Moses because of the woman he had married. But their words was, is he the only one that Moshe that y'all use. It was bigger than what him using. They were talking about his wife. They, 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 they was bashing him. Miriam was throwing discord. So the most high show her condition. You're supposed to, you, you, you're supposed to be the prophet. Miriam the prophetess. You know the woman broke out his song when they came up out of Egypt. Yeah. She spoke a word from Yah. Well, let me show you something. See, Moses... I speak to her mouth to mouth. Everybody else, I talk to her in, in, in vision dreams. I, because, because now, Yah is dealing with the issue of the prophet. Because that's who Miriam was. Moses was. But he showed Miriam, you are actually spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. Get outside the camp. He put her outside the camp for seven days. Because of her Lashon Hurrah. Are you spiritually dead? Do you talk about people? Bashing them? Bashing them. Saying all kinds of stuff about them. About them. A Messor is, is a person who is infected with the, with, with the, uh, the Lashon Hurrah. I tell you. See that they link to Zoom.
A Mesorah is the person who is infected by Zerah'at. Zerah'at is, 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 is the condition. Mesorah is the name of the person with the condition that's being disciplined spiritually. So the Mesorah is unclean. They are ritually impure. Remember when we look in Leviticus, and it begins to speak about the man that was forehead bald, or someone that's forehead bald. And it says how they have the, uh, the, 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 the leprosy in their forehead or, or, or the bald head, the zero out on their head. And certain things that they're supposed to put the garment around their mouth, you know, do all these things. Well, the, well, well, the mesorah is the one that's unclean, ritually impure. The garment must be torn. It must tear that garment. In the Hebrew, it's Hebrew word parum. They must tear their garment, indicate that they are in mourning. Why? Because you are now in a dead state. For what else do you mourn over? You mourn over what? Dead people? So now, when you have zero art, you got to tear your garment because you now are in a dead state. They got to mourn. Also, they have trespassed against Yah, so their head must the head must be bare, indicate shame. They're in a dead state, they say the morning, they should be ashamed of themselves, and they gotta cover their, their top lip and cry out unclean, unclean. And covering the top lip means they are unclean. In the case of a position of uncleanness. And when you are spiritually dead, you are shunned by Yah. Why? Because Yah is not dead. He's full of life. In him there is life. They're shunned by Yah. They are separated from their family. And they must live outside of the camp. Because Yahuwah sees all unbelievers as unclean due to their sinful state. Into our messenger. That's the person with zero who is cast out. The Mesorah lays, hand, lay, lays hands on the Simicha. They do a sacrifice. The Mesorah, the, the, the Simicha, is a laying on of hands, it's a transference. So the Mesorah, the ones who want to be clean and pure first, they identify the transgressions, what's going on, and, 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 and it transfers uh, and, and the, animal to, the animal to Yah. And the gift of the Mesorah is laid upon the animal. In the Torah, a lamb being slaughtered on the north side of the altar, the lamb's blood is dabbed on the earlobe, on their thumb, and on their big toe. This is the same procedure as consecrating the priest. Why? Because, because now, when they're when they're restored, they're put back in the position of being of being Yah's, being used by Yah, and being able to be in his presence as the priests are. The priest ministers to Yah. And when you are cleaning his presence, 
clean from that uncleanness of trespass, you now have are able to come back into the presence of Yah. You're even able to come back to the temple. Now Yahushua is our lamb that was slain for our metzora. Excuse me. Yahushua is our lamb that was slain for our Zerah, our uncleanliness. We we'll, we 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 are we were once as what I would say spiritual metzoros. We were once unclean. Once once shunned. Once trespassed against Yah. When Yahushua tells Nicodemus about being born again. You got to be purified. You got to be born of the water and of the spirit. Or else you cannot enter into the kingdom of Elohim. Mm -hmm. The water, you, you, you had to dip in the water, and the water that was used is called the Mayim Kayim, which means living water. And the living water, Yahushua is the living water. He is the living water. And living water is a, is a water that flows or runs. And living water is what makes clean. And the blood of a sacrifice is what makes you holy. Puts you back in position. So although the Messorah had to, had, had, to be, had, had to wash, there had to also be a sacrifice. Yahushua is our Pesach. According to 1 Corinthians 10. He's our Passover. Remember when he was on the, on the execution state. And, 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 and Pesach was coming. It, it was getting ready to become dusk. And all the animals had to be sacrificed at dusk according to Torah. Because they ate it at night. They was, going, they was going into the high Shabbat, meaning they were going, in, they were going into Passover and, and, and a feast of unleavened bread. And he hung for what we call the sixth to the ninth hour. Or today's time will be 12 noon to 3 p.m. As, as the sun was setting, that's the time when all of the other lambs were being sacrificed the same time that he died. So when the soldier was to go around and break the legs of the ones on the stake, Yahushua was already dead. So when he stabbed him in the side, what came out first? Water. Water. Mm -hmm. And then blood. So the living water that flowed from Yahushua purified him. And the blood made him holy, makes you holy. Yahushua says this, as he stood up with compassion in his heart one time. And he said it probably loud too, with hope and compassion, with Yah's chesed, loving kindness. He who believes on me, as the scriptures have said, then what? Out of his belly shall flow the rivers. Machin Chaim, a living water. You believe on me, you will be purified, you'll be clean. Ask yourself the question, 
Are you the messor? Are you the one walking around unclean? Doing unclean things? In Naaman's case, we saw it was, it, 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 it was uh, his pride got him, got him in the way. Pride was in the way. He, walked to, he goes to Elisha's house. You know, want to be healed of his leprosy or Zerah. Elisha tells him to dip. His pride got in the way. But when he realized he was prideful, he was then resurrected and born again. Miriam's case was Lashon Hurrah, forbidden speech, slander. Gehazi's problem, we know his problem was, huh? He was a super liar. He puts it on his children as bad. He made his children Metsoros. He made his children trespasses against Yah. He made his children spiritually dead. Imagine that. Think about that. Your decisions you make affect your children. You know, if you, let, 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 let's just say if, if you are a secretly a, a, a secretive uh, adulterer, man or woman, and you commit adultery on your spouse, and you know the most high I see you, and I'm bringing up adultery first because why? It's intentional. It's something that's in your heart you think about and speak about or you think about before you do. That's what Yahushua had said on his first sermon that we call the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5. But he was starting, that's where it began that he began to speak, right? And telling you all, do, do not think I have come to abolish Torah. Mm -hmm. I have not come to abolish, but I come to play root to give you a proper understanding of it. Bring it to a spiritual point because you're spiritually dead. So we got to teach you. You have heard. Thou shalt not do what? Murder. But I say don't harbor anything in your heart. Don't call your, your brother a worthless fool, a good fool, right? You got to deal with the issue where first? In your heart, in your mind. Then he talks about committing adultery. You have to be the messenger because adultery is transgression against Yah. It's a trespass. You spiritually undead. You, you, you spiritually dead. So, so guess, guess what? He, he said, if you think in your heart, if you lust after the woman in your heart, then you already done. You spiritually, you, you spiritually dead. I don't care how much you want to sing. Barack. Hallelujah, the rock, whatever name of the song, how you guy go? Okay, how much you want to dance, shout, do the splits, and jump backwards? If you are transgressing against Yah in your heart, in your mind first, that can affect not only you, but can affect your children. Even fornication. Because you can fornicate, you can have sense of someone you're not married to, and, that, and, 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 you, and you can be spiritually, spiritually uh, dead, trespassing against Yah, and your child can be born and become just like you, promiscuous, have a bunch of children, unmarried, have a hard time in life, can't get ahead for, for, for anything. But what we do is this, we want to judge them 
They need to get together when, and, and, but we want to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves, are we the cause? Am I the reason? Gehazi put a curse on Zerah He made his children born spiritually dead because of his, his bad decision making. Being a Metzor. He, he, he became Zerah. So let, let, let's go. We're going to go uh, back to 2 Kings and, and um, and we're going to start at uh, chapter 5, verse 25. And it says this, But he went in, who is he? Gehazi. Or Gehazi. After he just goes, he goes to catch name and lie. Say, you know what? Uh, my master said he changed his mind. He got two men that came in. Two, two, two served from the school, the prophets, whatever. And they came in, we'll take them talents. And the cloak. Let me say, take two. But Naaman didn't trust him too well because he sent service back with him, back with him, make sure he got there. He goes put things up. He goes back into Elisha. Verse 25 says, But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence comes you, Gehazi? Where are you coming from, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant went nowhere. I wasn't going nowhere. What are you talking about? Now, now, now listen. He had already transgressed against Yah or trespassed when he said, as Yahuwah lives. Mm -hmm. I'm going out there, I'm, 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 I'm going to do it. He put it on Yah. Then he comes back and said, I ain't been nowhere. Right. And he said unto him, went not my mind, my heart with you? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet you, is it a time to receive the money or to receive the garments and olive yards and vineyards mm -hmm. and sheep and oxen and men serving the maid servants? Mm -hmm. Her name, I mean, Gehazi. The leprosy, therefore, the Zerah, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto you and unto your seed. Mm -hmm. He wasn't talking about apple, apple seeds and orange seeds and pear seeds. And watermelon seed. He was talking about his children. Right. And his children's children. And so on and so forth. Because it says, unto your seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Listen, forever is outside of time, it has no ending. He not only became a, a Metsora, he was he lost his job that day. Lost his livelihood. He went into a state of poverty. He was shunned by Yah. Mm -hmm. He had no provision. He was unclean. He was he, he was he was a sinful person. He was a, a transgressor. He was he should have been ashamed of himself. According to the Torah, in Leviticus, what we just read. Praise Yah for Yahushua, Yeshua, our Messiah, who is that living water, who gives us life in Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to know that, 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 that the Most High is the only one who can heal Zerah. He healed through Yahushua, or Yeshua. Zerah is seen 
as an outward sign of an inward condition. Y'all demonstrate this on Moshe. Remember when Moshe? When he saw him? Let's go to Exodus 3. Now Moshe kept the flock of Yethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and, led, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of Elohim to Horeb. The angel of Yahuwah appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a thorn bush. And he looked, and behold, a thorn bush burned with fire, and the, and the thorn bush was not consumed. A man appeared to him, or an angel appeared to him in a flame. Of fire out of the midst of the thorn bush. Angel in the flame of the midst of the thorn bush, and the thorn bush on fire ain't burning up. And it's a man in the midst of it. And Moshe said, I will turn now, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the thorn bush is not turned up. And when Yahuwah saw that he had turned aside to see, Elohim called unto him out of the midst of the thorn bush and said, Moshe, Moshe. And, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nither, uh, draw not not hither, put off your shoes from off your feet, for the place whereupon you stand is holy ground. And we discussed that earlier, three years ago, where he had to take the sandals off, because he wanted, because Yah's holiness should transfer to Moshe and not to his shoes or his sandals. So now Yah begins to talk to Moshe and tells him about Yasharal, Israel, how he, how he, how he has heard their cry, and how he's going to deliver them, how he's going to be with Moshe, and he's telling them what he's going to do for him. And how, and how he was going to, to bless him. Excuse me. And Moshe was saying, you know, uh, uh, they're, not, they're not going to hear me. It's chapter 4 now. They're not going to hear me. Yeah, asked, what's in your hand? He said he got a rod in his hand. He tell him to put it on the ground. He catch it on the ground, it turns it turn for a serpent. Moses jumped back. Yah tells him to pick it back up. He caught it, it became a rod back in his hand. He talks to him again. Verse 6 says, And Yahuwah said furthermore unto him, Put now your hand into your bosom. And he put his hand to his bosom, and, and when he took it out, behold, his, his hand was leprous as snow, or he had Zerah on his hand. And he said, put your hand back into your bosom, and, and, and he, put it in, he put his hand to his bosom again, he put it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. The Most High made Moses acutely aware of his unclean spiritual condition that he was spiritually dead and he helped him to understand that it was only him who can heal him it took the act of Yah to heal the Zerah Yahushua made the, un the, 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 the individual who could not be cured Cured or clean. 
you have to understand. No priest, nobody could heal, no man could heal anybody of Zerah. Elisha did not heal Naaman. Yah healed Naaman. Elisha didn't lay his hands on him. He didn't come out the house. He told him what the most I told him to tell him. He dipped in the Jordan seven times. Who makes the, who makes the rivers and the oceans and the seas and the lakes? Does man, do you have the ability to make water? I understand that you gotta got have a hydrogen and two oxygens. I'm trying to tell you the property of it. But I've never seen man make it. Have you? I've never seen man make water. I've never seen man make true air. I've never seen man make the sun. You ever seen that? Only the most high has the ability to do those things. Only the most high, who sent Yahushua, has the ability to make the uncurable clean. You can't make yourself clean. I heard folks say, I'm not ready yet. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to get together as soon as I stop doing this. Let me tell you something. You will never get together and you will never be ready if you got to continue to make, make that excuse. Uh, that's why I read 2 Kings first about Naaman. He went to Elisha as he was in a prideful condition. Arrogant, boastful, all about himself, enraged. He didn't go to him trying to fix it up and get it together. Only thing he brought with him was money. And let me explain to you, money can't cure you, money can't heal you, money can't buy you love. Money can't get you no salvation, it cannot clean your soul or your spirit. Oh yeah, money can buy you a house, but one day you're going to pass, and you ain't going to be living in that house any longer. So the house ain't going to last forever. So money's not everything. Money, yeah, it can buy you a car, and it, it can pay to get the car fixed, but that does not last. Right. But money cannot heal your sin-sick soul. Money can't bring you out of the condition that you're in. Money can't do it. Only the Most High has the ability to clean you. The Most High is the one that gives it to you. Zerah is a condition that's placed on us by y'all. As a condition of our heart. How we, how, how we carry ourselves lying lips. Talking about folks. Full of pride. Right. Hallelujah. It's a, it's, 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 it's a skin condition that reveals the victim's inner spiritual condition of uncleanliness. Man, walking around, even the so-called people who want to say, you know, we Hebrew or whatever. Showing discord against one another. Mm -hmm. Talking bad about each other. Cussing each other out. I'm a Hebrew, but you still got a porn addiction. You know how I know? I got a Facebook page. And I got people who send me friend requests uh, of so-called Hebrew. And I, and, I, and I look on my story, and I turn around and see women with big butts sticking up. Boom, naked butts. He's supposed, he, he supposed to be a child of the most high. He has a name. Supposed to be set apart. Supposed to be holy. But you got a picture of her shaking her booty on the screen. Not that they've been hacked. Been hacked. <laughs> on, on, on their story. Where everybody can see it. 
They ain't been had be on there blasting folks, dogging them out, cussing them out. Racist. Racist. They, they haven't been hacked. They still sleep. Having the name don't make you changed. Having your ZZ on or the fringes on does not make you changed. It's the heart condition. When this man came to your to Yeshua at Matthew 8, he fell on and worshiped him, right? Yeshua knew who that man was. That man knew his identity. Knowing your identity is not what makes you clean. But being born again, walking in the mode of repentance, denying your own self-interest, saying no to you, that's what makes you clean. Receiving him, allowing Yeshua to reconcile us back to Yah. I know this, this, this might be kind of tough today. Hallelujah. The stumbling block is that faith and faith alone cleanses us from our uncleanness before Yah. It takes works also. Not just your faith, your trust. I believe. I believe. I believe. I, no, 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 no. Like, like James said, as the soul is dead, excuse me, as the body is dead without the soul. So is your faith without your works. Right. Hallelujah. It must be in Israel's living waters. That's what that, that, that's what that's what Naaman said too. Mm -hmm. On one on one Elohim in Israel. And it must be Israel's living waters that makes you clean. Now, you can't go to Israel and get in the Jordan. Some of us don't have that kind of money. Some of us can't even get a passport. But let me tell you who Israel's true living water is. Yeshua the Messiah. Yahushua Hamashiach. Jesus the Christ. Whichever way you want to understand. And if you come up on me saying Jesus, something wrong with you. Because I know he's not a white man. I know he's a man of color, look just like me. From the tribe of Judah. So don't be caught up on the name because everybody don't have your understanding. And the most high only deals with you on the level of your comprehension. Everybody don't understand like you want to say. So I'm saying to everybody understand that he is the only one that can heal you. He is Israel's living water. And that's showing you that you are not immersed by a source of your own choice. That's what Naaman's problem was. You don't get healed by your own decision making, by your own choice of how to be healed or be clean. Mm -hmm. But you clean how Yah decides to clean you. That's why you got to deny your own self-interest. So that he can clean you up. Yeah. It ain't about what you do and how you do. Praise Yah. Hallelujah. My next... My, 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 my next uh, example is, 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 is the king. For those who want to put themselves up on their high horse. Or for those of you who think, well, we're kings. Okay, well then, for you to think of yourself in the position of royalty. 
This is for you. We saw we, 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 we saw Uzziah became this second Chronicles 26 for you all who wants to read that story. But today we're dealing with verse 16 through 21. Yeah, Uzziah, who became the king, 16 years old. And, 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 and he worshiped Yah, he sought Yah, he wanted to learn the ways of Yah, and as he did that, Yah blessed him. Yah moved for him. He gave him victory over his enemies. He allowed him to build things. Why? Because he was seeking Yah. Why? Because Yah gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. Amen. He'll guide the humble with his hand. And so, so, and so, 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 so Uzziah was seeking Yah, but in verse 16 of the same chapter, 26 Chronicles said this, but when he was strong, strong in who? In himself. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against Yahuwah his Elohim. And he went into the temple of Yahuwah to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And as our Yahoo, the priest went in after him, and with him 80 priests, fourscore priests of Yahuwah. They went, they were that were valiant men. They went to go get him out of there. They did. And they withstood him. Look here, man. They withstood Uzziah, the king, and said unto him, it appertains not unto you, Uzziah, to burn incense unto Yahuwah, but to the priest, the son of Aharon, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary, for you have transgressed. Jeremiah is what? The is what? One who has transgressed against Yah. He has transgressed against a holy thing or a holy place. He is in the temple. He should not be in there. He's trying to burn incense. Or he's going to the altar to burn incense. You have transgressed. Neither shall it be for you, for your honor, from Yahuwah Elohim. The Uzziah was wroth. Pride got the best of him. And had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth, the priest, with the priest, Zerah rose up in his forehead. Before the priest in the house of Yahuwah, from his side to incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest and all the priests, looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. He, he, he became unclean. He became shunned. He, he became detestable. He became a, tresp a trespasser. He became, at that point, spiritually dead. The same one who used to seek Yah. And Yah gave him the victory, had just become spiritually dead. And shame. The leprosy even arose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of Yahuwah from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, who the chief priest and all the priests, looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from then. They threw him out. Get out. <laughs> Yea, himself. Hasted also to go out. I guess he wanted them to help him get out. Hmm. Because Yahuwah had smitten him. And Uzziah, the king, was a leper. Or was a metzora. 
unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house, being a Metzorah. For he was cut off from the house of Yahuwah. And Yogi, his son, was king, oh, his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. He was cut off. He died, man, horrible death, to die and realize you did, did. The second death. Did, did. Horrible. It's horrible to die in your sins. You know, one thing I see people always want to do is talk about so-called uh, people who want to seek, seek, seek the Most High, call them hypocrites, and they're not real. But you just you you are just a big hypocrite to them. Then you want to call them hypocrite because why you ain't trying to get together? Why you want to find fault? Why you want to use them as an excuse to remain in your sins? Why you want to get angry and start arguing to stay where you want, stay where you are? Why not humble yourself and realize, you know what, we all need help from the Most High. And if you so-called love a lot of people, so-called love them, won't you teach them better then? Instead of putting them down, saying wicked things about them. Right. One of the greatest commands is love. And we don't even show that. It's our obedience to y'all that preaches him. Not, not not doing what we want to do. Y'all punished Miriam because she knew better. He punished Gehazi because he knew better. He punished Uzziah because he knew better. They knew better. Naaman did not know y'all. He believed in Rimmon. But Rimmon couldn't help him. Reuben couldn't heal him. He couldn't clean him. He could not make him born again. But when he came across the Elohim of Israel, mm -hmm. he changed his ways, humbled himself, and asked permission to do his job. Our disobedience can bring a permanent judgment on us. Look at Gehazi's children. Look at Uzziah dying, cut off from the house of Yah. Understand the Hebrew mind. They did sacrifices where? At the temple. He can never go back. The sacrifices was for uh, sins out of ignorance and even being healed of Zerah. He could never go. So in his mind, he was a sinner. Everybody else's mind, he was a sinner also. Think about that. Where is your mindset? Because I know that I need the Messiah in my life. I know I do. I cannot make it on my own abilities. I can't do it by myself. And neither can you. If only we would just humble ourselves and walk in his ways. If only we would do that. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yah, we thank you for your compassion and for your loving kindness. We thank you for being our strength. We come before your presence today asking for your mercy and your forgiveness. We thank you for our Messiah. Yeshua for giving his life on our behalf. 
for dying for our sins. And y'all know that we know that it helps us to grow as he is the resurrection. As he is the one who, who we get life through. Help us to really walk in that life. Not walk in a religious mindset. Not walk in a proud mindset or arrogant. But to walk in humility. Knowing that without you we cannot make it. We're asking you God give us a spirit of reasoning again. And teach us how to live a life pleasing to you. For we don't know. And we need your help. And we're asking that you guide us and show us your ways so we can please you. Help us to keep Torah. And those who don't understand what Torah is, then teach us how to teach them so they can know and we all can grow together and know what Torah is. Yeah, I ask for eternal life for everyone in this room, everyone that's listening to me on Zoom or Facebook or even YouTube. I ask for the eternal life be given to them. That they can know you and know the one whom you sent, according to John 17, 3. And we can have this life that you've promised us. Yeshua, we ask of you to be that shepherd, the good shepherd. We can find rest until our souls find, go in and out to find pasture. We need you. We need your strength. We ask you to guide us. Give us true leaders. To teach us, help us be, help us to be true leaders. We thank you and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shalom. Shalom.